What's cracking, lovely people? Welcome to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. This podcast is about nutrition, movement, outdoor experiences. I'm your host, as always, Matt Gardner, and welcome along. Thank you for allocating your time, your energy, your focus to listening, to downloading the show. And the show is supported by 33 Fuel, who produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. You can find all of 33 Fuel's range in the show notes, and you can gain 10% off your first order with Matt 10. So in terms of some of their products, the things that I use, I love their Chia Seed Energy Gels for during some of my long bimbles. I'm getting into cycling a bit more, so I'm starting to use those. And I like their protein bars, really calorie dense, made up of whole foods. I take those on the go when I'm outdoors and, and useful for snacks and things like that too. So have a look. As I always say, Warren Erica, they're fantastic. The owners of the company, they're great. You can reach out to them and, and James as well, who, who works with the company. So um, get involved, use the discount code, and I hope you find something useful. So look, today, uh, my guest, he's waiting patiently on the line, and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting into a good conversation with him. We originally connected on LinkedIn. Uh, we're speaking a little bit about potentially working together over a seminar series. So I've got Martin on the line. He's a sports performance manager and strength and conditioning coach. He's a current consultant for West Indies cricket, and he works with a range of athletes, uh, young athletes, obviously abroad and and back home here. So Martin, mate, thanks for thanks for waiting patiently, and uh, Hi, well, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Matt. So, mate, um, for the listeners' benefit, where, you know, where are you? How are you during this lockdown period? Um, I I finished uh, my job at the university in Trinidad um, at the end of last year, and then continued on with some consultancy stuff with Cricket West Indies. Um, but then the virus has hit, so I'm back at, I'm back in the UK now, um, and I suppose it. I've no direct energy to all this um, this webinar conference online thing that uh, we've connected to uh, before. So yeah, that's a brief on me. Yeah. Oh, mate, brilliant. Obviously, you know, offline we we connected yesterday, and um, you know, you agreed to obviously come on the call and have a chat on the pod, which is brilliant. But I think. Yeah, it'd be awesome. You know, look, you're an experienced coach, um, like like you alluded to there. You've worked overseas, which is brilliant. I don't I don't know if I've had anyone on the on the pod actually to discuss that kind of thing. So, I think maybe if we if we just start when um, you know you first got into coaching and just hear a little bit about about why you got into it and um, you know how how you first got um, you know the the first gig or um, you know the, the first bit of experience. And, and just getting more and more into it 
and then um, yeah, t- took my first kind of paid role in in two thousand and five, and accredited with the UKSCA in two thousand and eight, um, and then I suppose then that's that's where that's where you kind of uh, things get serious, isn't it? When people pay you for like, they want they want more out of you, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, that, and then and then things like uh, TAS talent athlete scholarship scheme and um i went with cricket island to the world cup in 2010 and and the do you want me to talk about the, the young athlete scheme that i'd had and when i come back from there is that that we talked about offline or i just wanted to brief and i no that's brilliant mate and i think i think it'd be interesting maybe to hear about before we get into that um for the listeners benefit especially what what kind of things were you working on with with some of these athletes initially? So obviously you know people, some people listening that they're coaches themselves. Other people you know they 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 employ coaches or personal trainers or they go to certain fitness classes and and you know they're very interested in what happens at the elite level, especially with young athletes. So you know you're working on power, strength, cardiovascular fitness. So yeah, it would just be interesting to hear about 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 that and then obviously as as we go through your journey it'll be interesting to hear how your how your methods changed depending on the sport depending on the you know the 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 type of individual the age of individual that you worked with so you know what what when you when you were being paid for the first time what what kind of things were you know were you doing on a day-to-day basis it'd be great to set the scene there all right well i suppose i mean you could start before then because i mean it's it's kind of gone it's a nice way of putting it actually because it's a kind of gone right the way through from uh, when you first start <clears throat> uh, you go in and, and you're talking about can I make this athlete run faster and that's and then everything else runs around there and, and what they do at the weekend for athletics is, is your test as it were whether they run faster or they jump higher and a nice little example there and I don't know um, he, well a high jumper who um, he went from around two meters ten to, to two twenty one in a season and that was that was that was tough work and that was working with uh, a number of different coaches down there and, and that kind of got really really appetite into the into the strength work because he'd not really done much strength work so I can't I mean it takes some some kind of credit from there and introducing it but really I was just trying things out back then and and the aim is always just kind of jump higher so I, at the start I wasn't really thinking work on power work on this I was just saying like I need to get this guy to jump higher so let's let's try and figure out a way and then kind of find find everything around that and then as you go more into the science like you start putting phases together and and then putting power phases together or, or with different athletes you might look at hypertrophy and, and certainly and then um coming in and, and looking at um Athletes who have who've never done anything before look at putting some movement skills in before you do anything, and and lots of different phases until coming to the end, uh, or not the end, I'm nowhere near the end. <laughs> coming to where I'm at now, where pretty much gone back to back to where where you were, and to say, well, actually, sometimes if you if you don't look at the end goal. Then, and you're only looking at trying to put a phase of strength in or you're, you're looking at too much like that, you actually forget what, what we sometimes, I feel, forget what the, what the main thing with the athlete is, is. And certainly in the cricket was was a fastball, is, is to try to get them to bowl fast and more accurate. And that's a conversation I've had with, with the head coach. And he said, look, 
you know, what's, in, we're talking about the aims of each phase and stuff like that. He said, uh, what's the aim? What, what do you, are you looking at this as a, as a this and as a strength? And what is the aim for the, for the bowler? And I, my, my response was, my aim, my aim is exactly the same as yours. My aim is to get him to bowl quicker and, and more accurately. And, and it's just that how we do that is we choose the methods and, um, and the means in which to do that that, that we have our skills for. So, it, whether for some for some athlete that is um, uh, like a, a, I can tell you two extreme different athletes. One, you know, you might have a skinny tall one that needs a certain type of training, but you might have a really bulky one that, that needs another type of training. Really, when you look at it, after you've been through the through the basics. So, in terms of hitting um, kind of key words, it's more like looking at what they need. And um, and phasing it that way, and, and and sometimes not even thinking about phases, just just getting done. Uh, certainly in a, in a competition where everything's busy, is you're just trying to get as much as you can, and, and it doesn't even look like a phase really. It's just whenever you can get time with them. So I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. Like you said, there's there's so many moving parts, and obviously you're an extremely experienced coach, so it's just good to hear um, that you reflect on some of those things. And, and like you said there, it is, it is that simple message of obviously there's so many tools in a toolbox now for, for coaches, for practitioners, that like you said, you, you don't want to lose sight of, it sounds obvious, but you don't want to lose sight of that end goal. If you're there to help someone bowl, you know, 92, 95 miles an hour, you know, that that's key regardless of how much someone can can push in the gym or can do in a speed test or something like that. So it's absolutely brilliant. I'd, I'd quite like to just touch a little bit on before, before we move forward to some of the, some of the experiences you had um, overseas and, and, and working with some of the younger athletes. Um, I'd, I'd just like to know your experiences work, working in that multidisciplinary team, you know, around, around other coaches, team managers, you know, uh, people like myself, sports nutritionists, um physios you know you have to have the ability obviously to to do your job with the athletes but then you know a huge amount of it is is obviously relaying information and ultimately you know getting on with the with the rest of the coaching staff because obviously that 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 produces a a cohesive team and 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 longevity in 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 terms of you know being able to work together so how how have you found that over the years and and have you got as you've got more experienced in those environments, uh, do you do you do things differently from when you first started? You know, with with other support staff. Um, yeah, I think I think that there's a there's a key thing that you said there, and um, it's about getting along. And I think that that for me is when you look at athletes. Um, you know, if if you if you're inexperienced, they kind of think that um, all athletes are there, and they really. They're really motivated, which they might be, but but often often the, the heads are on on a different direction. They look towards a performance team as this kind of guiding way. And if they can spot, for want of a better way, if they can spot cracks in that, then they often you'll get athletes that take advantage of that. So it's really good to have a, a team that 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 knows each other and just shows the athletes that they're all they're all together and we're all moving in the same direction. There's nothing worse than, than two or three or four different messages coming out because athletes really just want a really concise message. So, so yeah, I mean, and and even 
more recently, I remember uh, the director of cricket coming out on um, on one of the one of the camps, and I was I was early into cricket, and he, he said, Martin, just just come out on the field with me a second. Um, great warm up and all that, but put a glove on, catch a few balls, and I was like, all right, cool, catch a few. And he said, look, if you put a glove on in here and you do all this stuff and you get integrated in here. The players are seeing you getting involved in the cricket side of stuff, and and it, and it it just adds value to what you do. So even though like those little things like that of getting involved in the sport, if you work in a sport, is is so valuable. This is and and they're the small things that, that you may not may not even consider. Um, but I would I would certainly advise people to to come out of a box, as it were, and and, and integrate themselves with a team because that's that's the kind of you can be you can be brilliant as it as you are, um, but if nobody listens to you because nobody cares what you've got to say, then then you're going to go nowhere. Fantastic. No, that's that's exactly what I wanted to tease out really, and um, yeah, especially obviously some of the conversations that we had offline. Um, yeah, I wanted to bring that and your experiences to the listeners. So that's that's brilliant. So if mate, if we can dovetail into um, you know that that jump, obviously. Um, studied, worked in Coventry, like you said, picked, picked up a few mentors, started progressing in terms of um, performance coaching and things, and and you know then what what led you into some of these these roles, and then especially going um you know going abroad and, and working working in cricket and um and travelling and working with young athletes. Like how how did that all unfold? I'd like to say it was planned, but it wasn't. <laughs> but the best thing, the best thing I could say is just we we live in a world, and it's all about um, relationships, isn't it? And and you know, if you if you're meeting people and they see what you do, it might be in a few years. It might not be for a few years that, that anything comes of it. But but don't but not like treating people like they're going to give you anything. But just helping people out, um, they can see what you can do. And they might think of you in a little while um, and, and bring you in. So, so my my example is I did the um, I was working in TAS in um, in universities, talent athlete scholarship scheme. Um, and then um, a, a role came up with um, Cricket Island, and it was a tour, and that that was through a guy who who was going to be doing it but couldn't do it and passed my name on, and I went to university with it. Um, and went out to the Caribbean there. I come back. I, um, I was kind of like many many strength and conditioning coaches do, find themselves with with not much going up. So I set myself up a little a little scheme. I started with with six athletes, and then every time I took an athlete on and, and made some more money, I bought a bit more kit and a bit more kit every time, and so on and so on, and, and kept hold of them kind of made the decision that it was that it was going to be a um i wasn't going to be like this and and personal training is great but i wasn't going to be selling a six-week program i was going to be working with athletes because that's that's what i know and then it built up and built up and i had athletes that i had for years and years and and by the time um i'd got the job in in trinidad um i was running a, a program with with like 700 plus athletes and maybe up to 150 depending on what size of sports or sessions I had and my own place and, and all that. So, um, and that was that was a really good kind of learning curve for me because they were, they were young athletes and I, 
spent most of the time uh, getting an athlete that was very raw, uh, picking them up, giving them lots of different skills, and then um, my main job was to hand them over to some some kind of national program. And I would lose them, but that what I would lose in an athlete, I would gain in reputation. I would get more athletes coming on um, from the back of that. You know, and then yeah, then went to Trinidad, and um, I was I was running the, the program down there in, in the university, which while I was in the Caribbean, got me the thing with the um, cricket West Indies. So it's more it's more a case of um, rather than a, a particular. Um, Plan things. Things happened because I suppose I was I was doing I had the right intent. I was doing the right things, and and people saw saw what I was doing really. Mm. Mm. So um, when you um so were you, so were you living o- over there full time when you were working with with that that large amount of um you know of, of, of players and 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 young athletes or were you moving between between there and 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 here? How's it? How did it work? Oh no, I finished. I finished. I finished what I'd done in the UK. Um, I went. I remember the the last day that I'd worked in the UK. Um, I caught the plane the next day, and then the following day I was working at the university in Trinidad. So I had no um, kind of break between the two. Um, and I went there as kind of the. Uh, running the sports science and medicine department, they still call it um, head of rehabilitation, but I had strength and conditioning coaches on doing things like that. And then within uh, maybe well, about six months, um, we lost our, our manager and they kind of looked at me and went, yeah, you, you work quite hard, why don't you run the whole department? So I ended up running the whole department at the university down there for, for the next two and a half years. So so yeah, that's that, and that was, that was Trinidad. Um, with their with their national university, that um, I still do have a high performance program out there where they have like living athletes and dorms and uh, lots of different uh, eight teams or eight sports they work with, um, and then about the same amount of athletes that up to 150 about um, because they had the ones that were going to the university and then they had what they call walk on, which are the ones that play for the teams that are supported by a national university, but. Um, wouldn't be studying at the university. Mm. So what other what other sports? So obviously you spoke about cricket and you were heavily involved in there. So there were seven other sports that that a lot of these young athletes were involved in in that setup. Were there? Yeah, I mean you're, you're pressing me now because I have to remember them all. And I'm, <laughs> oh, I forget. Don't worry about that. Um, just, just give us yeah, a few. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I was trying to go on basketball, but, but yeah, basketball, cricket, uh, netball, we had table tennis, uh, track and field. Um, football. Um, there is a, a tennis. Jeez, I, I'm missing one. Um, but anyway, you get the, you get the picture. I, the one I forgot. I'll have to forgive me. <laughs> no, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm hearing is obviously, you know, the the intent is key. Like you said, it's not something that. You, you know you planned you had this two to five year plan that people talk about and you wanted to progress and go over and work overseas and run a department like you said you you turned you turned up you worked hard you obviously tried to build relationships and um you got on with things and then you know there's two incidents where one one person couldn't do a role so you know you got a recommendation and then the other time when you moved up into managing things you know the the, the department or the organization had seen that you were you know that you were that you were very motivated and driven. So um, you know that's 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 exactly why I wanted to get you on because I wanted to obviously um unpick things and obviously there's a lot of moving parts 
as 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 a coach and then obviously with with a lot of people listening to this that are coaching or wanting to get into it and and i get messages like this all the time and it's just great to hear from someone experienced like you who has traveled and 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 has obviously set something up for for yourself but then also gone gone and worked for other organizations you know you do it because you love it but then also you you take on some of these opportunities and it's not always going to be certain but you know i think the key word there is intent isn't it and and obviously you love what you do so you're always ready to jump out of bed and start engaging with these athletes and these high performance programs yeah i mean that, i suppose that is something quite nice the message in there is look just just keep at it and do the right things um i like i haven't i hadn't particularly got a plan to take over the world or do this or or in any way but just by i suppose looking after the key things of, of doing your job well and then other people say hey you know they point they might point the finger at you and say they're capable and 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 take them to somewhere else and even i suppose the aim with the gym uh, that I had before I went to Trinidad was was to just create create the best athletes you can and 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 not be and, and take it as a positive when when you lose an athlete because if you lose an athlete to a national program then yes you you might lose lose some money but you gain far more because people then want to see you again so so take the positives from from everywhere that you can and and I suppose it's just like trying to do your best. <laughs> and that's all you can do, isn't it? Completely. No, completely. No, that's, I think that's I think that's a brilliant message. And mate, if we dovetail now into obviously lockdown, COVID, you know, people are trying to obviously deal with things in different ways as coaches, as business owners, with with gyms and things like that. So you know, you're trying to be dynamic in your offering, and obviously we connected over this uh, seminar series now. It'd be great to hear. Obviously, you've you've done one before. I know that it'll be interesting for the listeners to hear that. But it's it's obviously just another way of 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 getting people to to hear about um you know messages and training methodologies and nutrition principles and things from from other experts. Obviously, you're you're connect you're connecting with them, and then you're obviously trying to trying to get something out where where people can in, engage with it if they can't quite come to your gym or you know get involved in some of your training programs because of lockdown. Yeah. So, um, so the the webinar series now, this um, conference in. I mean that uh, <laughs> again. It kind of sounds like I'm bumbling around, just tripping up on things, doesn't it? But but what it what it was, if if I'd have come back and I'd be opening the gym. But as with many S and Cs right now, you can you can't do anything. And I I spoke to even 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 a wedding was cancelled. So it's the the whole thing is is like, do I sit around? Do I sit on my hands and, and kind of say, I can't do this and I can't do that? And I kind of had a conversation myself, as it were, and said, well, well I can do this. And I, I can... I, I was talking to a friend who, um, who went to university with my undergrad, and he's, he's nothing to do with, with strength and conditioning. And I was like, well, I've got this idea, and you can you can share this information. There's, um, there's lots of kind of conferences going on where you have keynotes, and we would have been to things like the UK Strength and Conditioning Association, and they have nice, nice good, detailed uh, things for for people who um, who want the detail and and, can sit and, and, and listen and enjoy a, a, a 30 to 90 minute presentation. And I said, I, I quite like the idea of going back to basics and, um, you know, something, some one or two learning objectives in, in each area and get, getting experts together. And, and I was talking on and on and 
And he basically just said, well, so you're going to do it or what? <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, go on then. And that, that was kind of that was kind of the challenge to, to kind of put it together. So off I went and, and I completely, completely new kind of challenge and uh, had points where you obviously feel like giving up and it's, and it's all you have to learn about the technical side and uh, hosting and all kind of different mediums in which we can transfer the information. But yeah, got got the first one. Um, I've, yeah, I've got a, a, a group of yeah, very good people together. I mean, if you go through the through the list that's on there, we had um, Professor Gleason from, from Lusby University. We had um, a guy that's worked with Chinese swimming recently. Um, I had another guy that was working with Cricket West Indies with myself. We had um, uh, Pete Burridge is from uh, Leicester Tigers and had a sleep specialist on and um, I don't want to miss anyone out but it was just a really good lineup and 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 just kind of I shared it as going back to basics and um, just getting the basics done done really well rather than kind of presuming that everybody's got the basics um, going back to them and, and revisiting them with with some top class practitioners and, and just seeing what they find to be the basics of, of each element and it was it was massively interesting I, I talked to you about the the guy with the sleep and often we we look at sleep and it's one of our athlete uh, monitoring systems or, or you know our questionnaires might be uh, and I've spoken to him, you know it could be like three two three four questions maximum um just a quick quick thing on your sleep and then when you talk to him for for over an hour offline and he's giving his presentation and, and stuff you're like wow this this is sleep's gone from something that i that i had as a as a part of it to something that is, is really an integral part and and how you how you manage your day and and how much sunlight you're getting during the day and what chronotypes you are and all these different kind of factors and and how you manage like breakfast time for different athletes is is going to affect their their sleep because you're waking up at different times or you're trying to get them to bed at different times and and what you're doing during the day and how that affects their sleep because ultimately um sleep is is your number one recovery method so so it's really interesting to go back to those basics and i could go the same and talk about nutrition um i don't think um like professor gleason is probably one of the best you could you could get to to talk about that and we had a we had a nice little thing when when professor gleason was on there with um one of my one of my cricketers came on the call and uh it was it was chatting about what you know what his nutrition goals were, and that was helping people understand how to look at nutrition and um, and and go through there. So, so yeah, it was it was it was a really interesting experience, and and now obviously I'm talking, I was talking to you about um, putting putting a nutrition uh, one on next, which is um, going to be themed uh, nutritional solutions to everyday problems, and um, so yeah, do it that way. We have a, a ten minute. 10 minute presentation and then and then 10 minutes of um, discussions and questions where where people can ask along and and dig into dig into a small part of it and, and learn in depth and then um, and then move on to another one mm. no i think it's yeah. re- i think it's really good and obviously we've talked to, uh, at, uh, offline about how you know, we I can get involved and 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 move forward to that, and you know that's exactly why I wanted to get you on the call because I thought it'd be valuable to 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 chat to to the audience, you know, the listeners uh, about this, and and it's just it's it's decent to obviously hear how it 
how it's grown and manifested. I had, you know, I had the pleasure of having it almost now a conversation with, with Michael Gleason on the pod. And I'll put that in the show notes for people to listen to. He's, you know, he's obviously, he was someone I was, you know, I was, I was reading as an undergrad. I had, had a load of his books under my arm. So it was great to, you know, years later to be able to get him on. And, um, and he sounds, you know, it sounds like obviously he, he was, he was very, very kind of, um, uh, generous with his time and, and obviously he's thinking about coming on or he is coming on to the, to the next seminar series with you mate so and I think yeah. there's, a, there's a huge amount of value like you said in in condensing a lot of these messages and it, and it doesn't necessarily mean that that the in, the information isn't going to be as good you know it, cha- it challenges practitioners like myself to think okay you know what what what, what do we know um what what's our practical experiences and then how can how can we get this message across to to viewers to listeners who don't want to spend you know half a day or a day going through technical long um you know intense presentations so no i think it's brilliant i think it's a, i think it's a brilliant brilliant concept and i'm really looking forward to seeing how you get on with you know the seminar series the 2.0 so what was the, the title what's the title you've come up with again um well it's nutritional solutions to everyday problems or everyday sport problems to be honest i'll i may i may change that a bit but the concept is going to be around the same so you have you have a problem so um i mean it was it was it's like i said it was born the first one i was halfway through halfway through the first one and uh, professor gleason put on twitter this is the future of conferences no long talks just 10 minutes for and i was like well that's some pressure <laughs> so yeah. then um then he'd email me and said you know are you planning the next one and i was like i'm too stressed with the first one <laughs> so, um, but yeah like so the, so the next one's the next one's coming on and i just find it just it it wouldn't like I, I'm not overly selling it. I like I am. I'm, I'm a coach at heart. Just tell you what it is, but it, it's not going to give you everything. But what what it might do is say, hey, here's an option. Um, you've heard it, and and we've gone through the basics. And I like the way where it's half a presentation and half time is discussion because I just find that's the best way of learning. Like we're doing now and you're talking and, and people are coming and say, hey, what about this and what about that? And and sometimes it, it checks that learning as well from the presentation because if someone asks a question that you may have felt that you've presented and, and answered that question, then then maybe maybe there's need another way of learning it as well. So... So it's a it's a really nice I, I found it a really nice way and you, and you can get through quite a lot in ten minutes even if even if the key thing really in those ten minutes is is to get someone to think differently so like um it, like about sleep you might say well why did you have why how could you have like a few presentations on sleep but then when you look at it there's so much more to sleep that the people went away from that first day of the conference and the last one actively wanting to seek more information because they felt like yeah i've just touched the surface but i've i've been introduced to so many different concepts that that this is really cool mm. where the, that they wouldn't have known about about sleep and they wouldn't have known about uh, about the nutrition and, and the concepts of strength and um and everything that the other the other subjects they went into so so yeah it's, it's it is it's it's short and sharp it's to the point as a there's, there's a couple, one to three learn objectives, I'd say, on, on each one, and, and you go in there, and, and it's really about, I suppose, how an expert goes back to basics and what, what they see, because rather than kind of looking at this kind of what does an elite athlete do, and you have this really detailed presentation on 
on the minute factors is like saying, well, where do we where do we start with with this concept? Where you know, when you've got an elite athlete and you you've got them from nothing, it's all right knowing knowing what a textbook version of what you should do, but where where would you start in order to get there as well? So, and one of the concepts that are really that are really key to getting the basics done well. Brilliant, yeah. So what I'm hearing is obviously it's it's a springboard for people to to get involved in and obviously to think differently and then like you said it just gives it gives that initial bit of information and then people can obviously ask quick fire questions which i think is brilliant because you know as practitioners we 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 often have to develop ourselves into being quick thinkers and 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 thriving under pressure because you know you think of a certain way of, of delivering something and getting information across and, and your interpretation of the research. But then, like you said, that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's going to understand it. So, you know, I think it's brilliant. It's going to obviously challenge the, the, the people that are presenting and, and then the people that are listening, watching, you know, can, can, can feel like they're, they're really part of it because they get to put a question across that that's probably very important to them. So mate, I think it's brilliant. If, um, you know, this podcast, people that are listening to this if, if they want to get involved i know there's still some moving parts and 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 there's 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 dates to be decided and and content etc but how can people listening to this stay in touch with you and and stay in touch with the seminar and other things that you're doing well yeah the, the concept that i've come up with is uh, bite-sized sport science <laughs> so it's called I've, I've named it sport bite um, and I thought a lot of stuff will, will be going live, so I managed to get my whole, myself hold of the website sportbike.live. Um, the Twitter handles and all that were all available. So um, the only difference between the Facebook is, is sportbike.live, the Instagram is sportbike.live, the Twitter is sportbike.live, one word, because Twitter doesn't allow me to have uh, a .live, and uh, the website is sportbike.live. So um, it, it should be it should be coming up on there, um, but I'm not I'm not um, again I'm coach I'm not massively I was never had a massive Twitter or or social media following so they may have to find me I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily pop up um, on there but I'm sure it's, it's byte with a b i t e not byte as in a, a megabyte so sportbyte.live awesome and if if people listening to this obviously search these things and they have any questions and things like that for you um you know are, are you happy for people to reach out and is that the kind of thing that you you know you welcome or would you just prefer yeah. obviously people to go through the you know the the usual maybe contact on the website or something like that are you, are you quite open in terms of social media contact and things yeah yeah if they contact me then yeah uh, more than they can they can't hassle me as much as any athletes i've ever had to <laughs> so I'm, I'm accustomed to being um being messaged and and if anyone um i think i have this phone number on there they can phone me i, I don't really mind to be honest um more than more than happy to to kind of uh, chat to anyone that wants to chat or email or message or however whichever method they're comfortable with great great and if you're listening to this lovely people and you are interested then you know definitely reach out to martin in terms of how we got together you know he sent me a, a, a decent detailed email about uh the the conference and and we had a good chat on the phone offline before we had this podcast and um yeah just his 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 kind of mindset um you know the, the way he works and and then obviously his his breadth of experience and and i wanted to learn and obviously connect with a lot of the people that he knows and and get involved so um yeah like you said there mate um earlier you know it's that intent and i think um 
you know, it's so easy now to just watch what people are doing online, but, um, you know, you don't necessarily reach out and, and actually just say hi or say, look, I'm interested in this or, you know, could I have a few minutes of your time? And, and, and a lot and a lot of us that are obviously putting out education or delivering services and things like that, you know, we, we, we are available. So it's, it's something yeah. it's something that, that, you know, I just encourage everyone to do. So, um, no, I'm really, yeah, really looking yeah. forward to getting involved. I'll put everything in in the in the show notes so that you can get all of those so that was the twitter the facebook the instagram um and and the website so um no mate it's, look, it's brilliant to have to have some of your time and i think um you know as 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 you develop this it, it, it's it's brilliant from my perspective to have to have you on you know um at this time so obviously when when things are, are improved lockdowns lifted and 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 you and the snow the snowball effect of the seminar series and all these things go ahead you know it's brilliant from my perspective and the listeners to kind of get it at obviously it's not at the start because you've, you've done one before but it's you know it's it's yeah, it's, it's, early on, yeah. it's in its infancy so um no no it's yeah. been me it's been an absolute pleasure so i think um yeah. yeah before before we wrap before we round things off you've obviously given a bit of an insight into to your mentality as a coach and um how obviously you've taken opportunities and your intent to travel and and, and things like that um and and would you say you know what one of one of your main messages is obviously it's that it's that ability to to communicate with with the support staff that you're working with and obviously try to take up opportunities when they're handed out you know if you've got some some young coaches and things like listening how how would you like to kind of round off the call and give them a bit of advice yeah um i suppose i'm gonna, gonna throw a, a curve <laughs> right away around i've listened to as a guy and as a, a clinical psychologist i forget his name but um, one of the one of the rules was um, well, a couple of rules is make yourself uncomfortable. Like um, it's really good for your good for your mentality as well to challenge yourself. And and um, he said he never he had, he had lots of problems with with people being being kind of sheltered and and, and risk averse. But he never had anyone in the office who who, who said to them, you know, that there they was there was always kind of wrapped up in cotton wool. And it, I think it is good to challenge yourself, but also, um, yeah, get yourself out there. One of the other rules is um, assume that the person you're talking to knows something that you don't. And I think that's that's really, really important when you're working in a team. And I've seen a number of teams where uh, a practitioner will come in and they'll be like, I found this research paper and this is how it is. Bang, there it is. And then... Possibly someone else in the team will say, well, I know another reason that's better, and they said that, and that's how it is. And then they go about arguing, and then they leave the room. The the, the person who started off with a certain type of argument still leaves with the same thought in the head. The other person doesn't know what they're talking about, and the same with the other person. So, yeah, just just go in there with, with an open mind. Assume that you're working with you're working with people that, that know what you're talking about. And, and there's so many different solutions to the same problem that, it's unbelievable that just just have the best interest for the athlete and the team and and good things will happen and and you'll learn a lot just by sitting and listening to someone cracking mate i think i think i think that's a brilliant place to end so um yeah lovely people look thanks for listening um as always if you like the show please share it with someone um definitely connect with martin stay in touch with everything you'll find everything in the show notes including the discount with 33 fuel so have a healthy week and we'll speak soon.